0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
2: This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Jeff Shreve, Sky Sports Touchline reporter, weren't yes. we? Yeah,
3: he was, uh, he's part of a green initiative.
2: That he certainly is Sunday's part of a green initiative. About yeah. that. Um, Martin Kellner joined us with his yes. week of sport on TV, and we looked at some non-sporting telly uh, with Mike Ward, as always. Yeah, and also um, we strayed into some odd areas, animal-related areas. Oh, and yeah. We had a bit of a chat. and we talked Ooh. a bit of football. Yeah. That's just about it. Here here it is.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. Mm -hmm. Good afternoon, Eddie. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I've had a look at this uh, FIFA fan poll. I was asked to fill it out. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, It says, uh, Would you like to see a World Cup A every two years? B biannually, or C, every 24 months. <laughs> well, it's, it's very good. good. It's interesting. And they still only got 55% <laughs>
2: saying they would. It's the other 45% were don't knows. <laughs> yeah, Rob Harris has been t- taking a closer look at some of these. I mean, it is obviously a concerted campaign by FIFA to uh, make this happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to. We're just going to have to get used to it. We're going to have to win no, them. we've got to fight it. No, look, this is not, Andy. This isn't the Super League. This isn't fan power. This is FIFA doing what they want. We are... Well, we not are happy neutered about it.
3: and we are powerless he got booed on uh, Tuesday night at Stanford Bridge yeah. I thought it was a bit harsh well really. you
2: know it's like, it's like Eddie Hearn gets it it's like panto mm. villainry, isn't it really no, no, people but, are just you know, booing because they what's feel the they point?
3: should I couldn't see what people were booing him about yeah. really uh, I, I tuned into Bruges PSG just to see what you know how it would be going for Lionel Messi mm. with Neymar and Mbappé honestly there were people sightseeing around Bruges who were doing more walking than, <laughs> than Lionel <Yes>. Messi <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually run does he he's, he's no Cristiano I mean he, no. he sort of plays in little bursts doesn't he I mean obviously he's still got the old skills and all that but uh, yeah it's not quite working no, that yeah. yet
2: I've got a couple of questions for the listeners really? um, that they can fill us in on because I'm sure other listeners mm. are out there thinking well yeah why did that happen um, West Ham uh, played last night in a fine win against Dina Mozagra yeah, with they no, very well. yeah, no mm. sponsors on their shirts Yeah, and I'm interested to know why I'm, I read today that West Ham are actually selling a shirt in the club shop this season with no sponsor um it must be that one. Um well yeah, I, yeah it is <laughs> but they're slightly different <laughs> that's not what i meant. I what i meant is how does that is, was last night about you know a region where the sponsor doesn't operate so there was no point because yeah. if you're spending the money as a sponsor one of the reasons you spend it yeah. is is to get the the um the, the notoriety off the replica
3: shirts I isn't it? if you, you ask would think? people though if you did a survey and said what uh, what, what sponsor is normally on West Ham shirt or what sponsor is normally on Spurs? Which is I bet a lot of people wouldn't? Oh, know. I no, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. That's that, I mean, I suppose it's subliminal. Isn't let's it? not say that though, because all the people who are paying for our
2: new strikers and new centre halves <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: uh, would think, what's the point of getting on the front of no, a football shirt? Yeah. I remember when I was at Chelsea, the company that was sponsoring you at the time mm. said all these. We had a chat with them, and they were saying all these things have a shelf life. In the end, mm. it just becomes wallpaper. You don't even mm. notice it's there, and That's you don't true, they, yeah. take any notice of the product. But um, so I mean interested to know why they played without them last night and what fans make of the idea of not having a sponsor on the shirt. There will be some people thinking, well, it doesn't feel like the real shirt because that's not what the guys are wearing mm. at the weekend. They want all the paraphernalia. And the other thing I'd like to know from the listeners this afternoon is um, how much do you pay uh, when you go to City? I mean, it's interesting Pepper's has doubled down there and said, I'm not going to apologise to fans groups. I said what I said. Fine, I won't stick the coach He's had his say on the crowds. But I'm interested to know about the pricing because... The fans' groups are saying, well, it's, it's too, you know, not everybody can afford all these games every week. You know, we're not all, we haven't all got that money, which is a fair point, uh, which we have to accept. But are City not selling like reduced blocks? Are they not doing a three game deal? A lot of clubs do that. Yeah, we were did. 35
3: quid uh, for, you know, behind the goal, Matthew Harding Upper, and my ticket was 17. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> you are old. OK, well, that I mean, even 35 is not yeah. ridiculous for Champions, Champions League football. League so, football, yeah.
2: interested here, City fans, do you think... Uh, are you being sort of uh, milked a little bit for Champions League games and that's why maybe you haven't got a full house? Um, or are, are they doing a sort of deal on all the tickets? So let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet J. Because that's the first question I asked when I saw that. I thought, well, what are they charging for tickets?
3: Mm, anyway, yeah. we'll find out. I, um, I don't know if you saw the... Uh, discovery of the Vincent van Gogh uh, sketch you know a drawing it's amazing is isn't it a, nice yeah? what's old, it all? it's an old man with his head in the hand his hands oh, okay. yeah, in despair I can reveal it's a sketch of me after another dismal performance from Anthony Taylor oh yeah yeah <laughs> well it could be a sketch of any of us couldn't it it
2: could be a sketch of me watching our um <laughs> yeah. Our training ground's like a First World War field hospital. I, know, I sound, was watching last sound night. Sound of distant shelling as another stretcher comes in. I was in.
3: doing a bit of scouting on Spurs last night. Wow, blimey! Indumbelle though was uh, that's encouraging for you. He's got a lovely touch. Yeah, yeah. He's, the thing is, he's great on the ball, mm. but when he hasn't got, yeah, he wasn't it, great for their goal. Doesn't put a shift in, <laughs> he does he? No, no. I,
2: I understand that he has a coterie of sort of acolytes around him, telling him all the time that he's far mm. too good for Tottenham and he should be. Able Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Bayern Munich, but I think he has to—he has to show that, you know. They, I think he's maybe had his head turned by a few people, and maybe yeah, yeah. should look at some videos of his performances. He is a good player; he's brilliant on the ball, and I'm a fan. But you know, he does have to work on. When he hasn't got the ball, but yeah, we got a lot of injuries. You must have been loving it last night. Was well, yeah, as, as another well, I never one, welcome another an
3: injury to another to an opposition player. Well, look, long as it's only not, a minor one.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> they are relatively minor. No one left on oxygen, did they? <laughs> no. are you know, as they limp off the pitch, you're thinking, you well, that's another one that can't play right. Sunday.
3: Well, you look a bit light up front, but we'll God, see. Not much. I think Nuno's going for. I feel it now. He's going for the nil-nil. Chivers nil. and Falco,
2: I understand that the two <laughs> were playing up. On uh, they do a job. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to that in the Falls panel. Uh, These are the games we're going to look at this afternoon. We'd like to get you involved in the Falls panel. David Prutton's going to join us, former Leeds midfielder. Sam Matterface representing the commentators. And you could be representing the listeners, who I still believe are top of the league. They're going very well. So if you want to keep them there...
3: Aren't we doing Edwin Wrist?
2: Oh, we are. We'll do that in a second. Newcastle versus... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll explain that in a minute, don't worry. Newcastle versus Leeds, that's tonight, of course. We're doing that one. West Ham versus Manchester United. And, yeah, Tottenham versus Chelsea uh, on Sunday. So if you want just to just have a guess at the scores of those games, call us now, we'll call you back, get you involved. Call to the three, as always, just for ten minutes. And the number is oh eight seven one seven double two double three double four. That's 08717 double two, double three, double four. Yeah, we've got Clips of the Week for you later on, and um, you're going to hear a couple of clips from Fisherman's Blues, and Nigel uh, was joined by an interesting guest, wasn't he? Um, if only I could remember his name. It will come back to me in a few moments. Oh, the... No, no the person, <laughs> the producer shouting in my ear, but that's not the name I'm looking for. Oh, wasn't it uh, Mr Ord Clark? Barry Ord Clark. Barry Ord Clark, mm. yeah, that's right. He is... Um, He's an expert in fly tying and and
3: an author. <laughs> yeah, and um, he was him and Nigel. It would, inspired me to look at a YouTube video of fly tying. Wow, I got about five minutes into it before I fell asleep. <laughs> so boring. Well, it's not it's not really aimed at you, is it? Yeah, not, not really, really aimed know. at you. <laughs> but see if, <laughs> if uh, Bob and Paul
2: were doing it on Sunday night, you'd probably lap it up. I would. Yeah, depends who's doing the fly tying. <laughs> I, it, I would. Yeah. So anyway, let, let's hear this. They were talking about a fishing-related crime. Mm.
4: There was a story a few years ago about somebody jailed. It was like a sort of, you know, one of these you could almost make a film out of it. It was a heist at a museum or a country house or somebody where they actually nobody
5: was jailed.
4: Yeah, yeah they, were, uh, ste- they know, were stealing.
5: I know everybody that was involved.
4: Really, what main... in the stealing of those birds for for flight time materials. Edwin Rist was wow. the
3: main man. Was he? Edwin
4: Rist was the I hope main. I Edwin Rist's
3: lawyers weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, Ed, Edwin Rist, I think he got a warning. He got a slap. He got a slap on the, well, I can't think what the term is. Well, which leads us neatly onto mm. that because uh, it is Friday and we can bring in games. And so why not come up with some formats for our old mate Edwin Rist? I mean, how do you view Edwin Rist, Andy? You regard him as a what? Uh, uh, one off yeah one off you do. I know you always you've always I've
3: said got uh, wrist watch Edwin's guide to police surveillance that's very good yeah yeah uh, wrist band Edwin uh, does kind of talent show to form a group oh, a form group. a super
2: group that would be good yeah that's um, I mean uh, um, yeah that would be good slap on the wrist I don't know what that would be um, anyway it's about makeup. is it's the history of makeup. there we are we make them up as we go along there you go so go on then Edwin wrist and Andy's taken it as, about as far as we can in the direction you wanted to go in so you can forget that
1: the Hawksby and Jacobs
2: daily podcast from TalkSport Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport and uh, we're going to hear a clip in the clips of the week later on which features Edwin no not Edwin wrist it features the man who's talking about Edwin wrist because Edwin wrist. Uh, was stop saying Edwin Rist. well that's his name um, we thought we'd find some TV formats for Edwin um, because he was involved in some, yeah. well they he was accused of some skullduggery but was never jailed as the uh, clip we played you earlier on pointed out but you've come up with some TV formats Casey fancies going down that route um, we've got Kieran Bracken involved you on here and the ex England <laughs> rugby player Kieran Bracken tore the fracture clinics of England in Bracken Wrist
3: Marvelous. says Darren would you watch that well, I suppose it's no different from 24 I hours on a and is it I love the fact that the producer said why don't you tell that one to Kieran I'm trying to explain the yeah. whole thing and then put it down. Now Kieran, it, this, so a real it's
2: blank ed, it's Edwin Wrist and giving me the thousand yard stare <laughs> um, uh, one of the listeners I've lost it now he came up with the best one I think we've had so far was f- um, Flick of the Wrist which was like film 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 Twenty Twenty One, like a kind of Barry Norman Jonathan Ross vehicle, where he looks at all the latest films of the week. But I'm sorry, I lost your name. But it was a good one. No wrist for the wicked, says Tony. Uh, convicted criminals are kept awake, having to come up with puns of their surname. That's a bit of dark telly. That is. I don't know what channel you get that away on. Um, what else have we got for you? Um, did did wrist lock fly on the wall documentary following Edwin around in his van helping out motorists and homeowners who've misplaced their keys again I ask you Darren would you watch that <laughs> you have to think about that um, anyway keep them coming talksport.com text
3: 8189 tweet <clears throat> TSHNJ do you remember earlier in the week uh, I uh, said well, I read, I read, probably you... better than you do <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> reminds me we're, we're going to do we? we're going to do don't ask me on Monday because I've been here three days. So. Are we going to bring it back? Oh, I think we should. I've forgotten that, which is not a good sign, is it? Oh no, yeah, right, I'll, I'll remember. I think that's what yeah. we talked about. If we don't want to do it, that's not a problem really. But uh, we'll give it a go. Uh, earlier in the week, I was telling you about a letter we'd received, hmm. uh, you and I, from um, a sort of red squirrel conservation people. Do you like. remember it said it started off by saying as as uh, animal lovers, I know how much you care about Tinsel, the turkey. We do love Tinsel. We do yeah. love Tinsel. You'd be interested in the uh, efforts to preserve the red squirrel. Well, I am. She's yeah. been dying out. And I've got news, good news. Uh, four red squirrels have been born at Longleat Safari Park in Wiltshire, 56 years since the last wild sighting in the country. So, yeah. not only am I delighted, but I thought I'd ask Tinsel what he thought of it. Tinsel? <laughs> Oh, he's pleased. <laughs> he's more than pleased. Yeah, he's very, very pleased. <laughs> he's yeah, delighted. I'm sure he is.
2: The, um, how do they get on? Turkeys and squirrels? Are they? I mean, they sort of they get on well. There must be a cute. <laughs> there must be a cute meme. So there must be a cute meme of a yeah. of a turkey uh, caressing a squirrel. I would. I mean, Maybe there's. Who'd I win know. in a fight? we well, going down that route, are we? Well, I'm just thinking. Really, between a turkey and a squirrel. <laughs> No. I, I don't know I just, well, are they armed or is it just as Tony Cascarino once said will they be armed I've got, I've got no idea um, we're well, well, asked the listeners Turkey v Squirrel who'd win in a fight it's come to this Tur- yeah Shall we get Spencer Oliver 40, yeah. he's,
3: finished, he's 30, run out of things to say about Fury and 30, Joshua
2: 13 <laughs> minutes past two uh, it was the moment really I mean you could argue we jumped the shark years ago, years ago. but I'd say that, that we got nowhere to go off who'd win in a fight between a turkey and a squirrel and he wants to know apparently I've never known him so interested talksport.com text 81089 he'll give me something to talk about at the lane on Sunday as the fifth Chelsea goal <laughs> That's goes in um not going
3: happen
2: anyway uh, yes uh, do, do let us know this afternoon um, I had something else for you there and I can't remember what I've it was. got a brilliant tabloid oh, yeah.
3: thesaurus for you this oh, is a yeah. thing where basically uh, the tabloid newspaper can't say the same word twice so they come up with a different description of it mm. this is due with a gardener who'd grown a record 839 tomatoes... On a single stem, which is fairly impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shattering the world's uh, best. Mm. Douglas Smith's Hall uh, it, it doubled the existing record. It took an hour to harvest all the pound coin size fruit. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's brilliant. Same
2: the the animal kingdom, by the way. Mm. Uh, this was a story that a penguin as big as a man roamed a now uh, sunken continent 30 million years ago. Fossils in New Zealand have shown. And, I, you know, I don't yeah. often f- feel this. Um, certainly, with quite dangerous dinosaurs. Yeah. But um, wouldn't it be great if they they existed? And they were still among us, and what? that they were just part of our everyday oh, life. Peng- I mean, I bet I'm not much taller than a penguin, am I? <laughs> no, you are. Am I? Yeah. Oh, I think I'll go and live with them. you Andy Jacobs living with penguins. It'd be like one of those ITV penguin basketball. With it Andy would be. be but, but just marvelous. no, just like normally. So you'd like our producer was a penguin. Or Bill, you know, (laughs) Alex on the decks was like a penguin. We wouldn't think anything of it. And, like, you'd go down the Mm newsagents, you'd say... Hello, Chris, how are you? Yeah, not so bad, Paul. You're usual. You're, you're, you know, me. And they'd get me papers for me, you know, just a packet of sweets. But, yeah, you've been? Yeah, not so, but it's a penguin. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Penguin as big as a man that just going about. So you get a ticket. So come on, mate. I was only 30 seconds. It's so a penguin dressed as a warden saying, well, it's not my fault, mate. Because obviously they'd, yeah. they'd speak. I mean, like, maybe it's a bit presumptuous Think. You know, they'd speak our language. Maybe it'd be like Planet of the Penguins. The boot would be on the other foot.
3: Maybe they're more intelligent. Than well, that's a the... very, very good point. And the other thing, as well as. We've got as a the... full programme of Premier League football tomorrow, you know, believe it or not. We'll, on, we'll come on to that. We're yeah, going to do yeah. all that. The tabloid thesaurus we've just talked about, the other thing that tabloids like to do hmm. is Headline Explained. Oh, yeah. And this is a story about. I know uh, it's a bit of a bugbear yours. Yeah, what it is. It's a. Uh, because basically, if you don't. There's no point telling people. If they don't get it. They don't get it. This is a story about a young uh, girl who's got a, a rare condition it's not too serious but it affects her hair and she mm. ends up with a wild mane like Albert Einstein yeah he that sort of thing apparently he had this and the headlines E equals MC haired uh, which is a good, good headline. headline yeah and it says Einstein, famed for his theory of special relativity, summed up in the equation E equals mc squared. I mean, you didn't know that. <laughs> Reading that's not going to help you, is it? Well, oh, I get it now. You get the laugh after. That's what it is. And right? it, it says wanna, yeah. it's, it says uh, that basically it's uncombable hair syndrome. Hasn't Boris Johnson got that? Going <laughs> keep it? No, I think he, that's cultivated. Andy he could comb it whenever he likes. <laughs> yeah, I so know that he would could.
2: mess with the image. If you want to imagine a world where there were man-sized penguins roaming the earth, mm. Be some in the Premier League, bound to be,
3: wouldn't there? You are right about Boris because my wife Mm. uh, offered, my wife did a pottery class with one of Boris's ex wives. Oh, yeah. And she said to her, I I could do Boris's hair if you like because it's a bit of a mess. She said, Oh, no, he likes it like that. It's deliberate. So, yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is,
2: Andy.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from
2: Talk Sport. Now, I would imagine that uh, Jeff Shreves of uh, Sky normally turns up the games in a chauffeur-driven Bentley. Of course he does. But uh, <laughs> uh, possibly a solid gold one. But not <laughs> Sunday when uh, Spurs mm. take on Chelsea. He's on his bike. It's impressive. Yeah, uh, for good reason. He joins us now. Hi, Jeff.
4: Afternoon, chaps. How are we? Yeah, good. Thanks. We're good. Thank you, um, guys. Before 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 we start talking about Sunday, hmm. I just caught the tail end uh, before the break, where I think you, Paul, said that my job could be done by a penguin. Let well, <laughs> I I me put that I into got, context. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's it's fine because anybody that knows me hmm. will say my job. Is done by a painter. You've clearly <laughs> never. See, you've clearly never seen me walk. My <laughs> ten to two feet are famous. But as I always point out to people so too, Stephen Gerrard and Robert Pires so I'm in good yeah. company that, that, and good, the penguin
3: yeah. wouldn't need a dinner suit for the, uh,
4: he wouldn't. He for, could, the for the award. <laughs> Nordorf Robbins he wouldn't need a dinner <laughs> suit he
3: could just he
2: could go <laughs> naked this was because back, back in 30 million years ago Jeff but before our time um, i think uh, there was penguins oh penguins as big as men um and i i thought it was a shame they there weren't still a few around i think it would be quite a talking point but anyway, we'll, well move they, on. Evolution
4: <laughs> saw them through the ISOs turn into Touchline Reporters. So there's a clear Darwinian link there, isn't there? Of course <laughs> there is, yeah.
2: Now, is there, there's a good reason why you're taking to the bike for this game. And what sort of distance does that mean you'll have to cycle?
4: Well, it's about 20 miles. Um, mm-hmm. So I did I did a training, uh, I did an experimental run recently uh, where, because in fact, I'm up in St. Albans and I went down to Enfield to White Webs, where the training ground is. I cycled there and back Mm with a couple of pals. But God be honest, it nearly killed me. So (laughs) hopefully I'll be in in good shape because I'm going to cycle to the ground tomorrow and then I'll take my bike and come home on public transport. So. We're doing it properly, no cheating. No, uh, the, I've stood down the, the chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royce for the weekend, as you mentioned, <laughs> and I'll be, as I say, I'll, I'll cycle there um, in entirely sustainable or recyclable clothing, and I've actually got a, a rucksack, so I'll change at the stadium into my, my day wear, as it were, shirt and tie. Again, all entirely recyclable or um, sustainable, do the job, and then uh, get on the train and come home.
3: Wow! That's so I mean, it's, I get it, it, home in Chris Eubank's truck. know
2: <laughs> big thing he's got. Andy, you're not. You shouldn't do that because there, this, this, It's a special reason why you're doing this around this game, yeah, Jeff, course. isn't
4: there Yeah, as, as you boys, I'm, I'm sure you're already aware. This is uh, a huge initiative. It's part of Sky's. Overall, overall campaign in terms of net zero carbon. Uh, the government's target is 2050. Sky have said they'll get it there by 2030. We've chosen this game in partnership with Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea to be the first ever top-tier game that will be net zero carbon, i.e. every every emission that is used or at the weekend will be offset with natural, natural resources elsewhere. So in doing so, we're making sure that everything, every person that's involved, every person who goes to the outside broadcast does in the most environmentally positive Way. So we're trying to get that right, right down as much as possible. But I have to say, I'm sure you've seen the features. Tottenham Stadium quite rightly is lauded as being one of the best stadiums. Um, and also not just for the look of it, but also the acoustics. Uh, Daniel Levy and his team have done a remarkable job there. But they had the foresight, and also with the training ground. They have put so much effort into being a club that is... Responsible. I mean, this year, they're already named uh, English Premier League's greenest club. And that ethos is right throughout the club. All the things you would expect, guys, things you would know about plant-based foods available, no single-use plastic. The players, you know, the players themselves, their shirts are recycled bottles, mm. absolutely everything. And they just want to promote greater environmental responsibility you know, and reduce the overall impact from... The overall climate impact from sport, and and use, you know, like we are using our platform to spread that message. It's important to point out, you know, we're not preaching by any stretch of imagination. I am a million miles personally from being perfect uh, in that sense, but if you're bit by bit, and this introduces it as a conversation, mm-hmm. then that is helping everybody's goal towards being far more environmentally aware and also getting towards net zero carbon. Mm, that's
2: good. I, I'm sure quite a lot of people cycle with the game, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I, I don't, so I'm not aware. I'll go on public transport, so I'm not yeah. quite aware where they leave the bikes. Exactly. They?
3: <laughs> they cycle there, but they don't cycle
4: back. Well, there's a facility at Tottenham. There's oh. bike racks there. In fact, Tottenham are close. How, hey, here you go. Here's a question for you. How many people do you think normally... Travel by so 60,000 at the late mm. How many do you think normally you travel by car?
2: By car? Wow. Oh, mm.
4: God. Probably about quite a private lot, By yeah, private
2: quite car. By private car. What, lot. all of the way or just some of the way? Do we know? Or I well,
4: mean, who's going go some of the way? Okay. I know what you mean. But well,
2: I would often, I would often <laughs> some of the way and then get public transport yeah, because you, I'm, you can't park near the ground. Um,
4: uh, I, I don't mm. know. Sort of 15,000? Well, it, it was, it was 22,500. Really? And Tottenham, and they are now close to their target. Okay, they're now down to their target of no more than twenty three percent of their supporters, which would be fourteen thousand. So they've already significantly reduced it, and that's by spending money on the infrastructure, by the public transport, the station, etc., and the, you know simple things like the bike facilities that are available there as well. So, They've also put yeah, in a parking honestly,
2: exclusion zone, Jeff, that, mm-hmm. that stretches for about 30 miles. Yeah, that's true. That, well, that, but, you know, that, that is a deterrent. That yeah, is a deterrent. And they do lay on courtesy buses to some of the other stations, free courtesy buses. So, you know, that means people maybe won't use their cars when they would in our level otherwise. So, no, look, in all seriousness, I mean, I'm sure when they looked at this date as well to do this, often White Hart Lane Station is closed for engineering mm-hmm. works on a Sunday. And I just hoped when they announced this guy that they checked that wasn't the case. But... Uh, <laughs> because people have no choice but to drive but thankfully i think the trains are running on sunday
4: no i, look, I think it's it's one of those things as i said it, it we we've, we've seen sport and football in particular used in other areas where there are societal problems and it's been used to highlight those problems and there's no question by using the if you like the, the profile of sport to start conversations and to help communicate that message it it works it works absolutely fantastically but Mm. nobody's trying to pretend by any stretch of imagination we're there we're nowhere there yet but I went I went to the training ground the other week and I saw Eric Dyer and he's somebody who speaks about it and it it was really interesting talking to him and it all came about it was very simple he was injured and he what their training complex is huge and he wandered into the kitchen garden there just started chatting with the guys because he was out injured and he said, "Yeah, we grow this stuff here, um, and we use it in the canteen, and we do this, we do that." And he just became really interested in it. And he is someone who's spoken a fair bit about it. And he, and he says the same thing: "You know, I'm not perfect. If I can do a bit, I'll do something to help." then that becomes the norm as well. Yeah. So it's so it's a re- it's a really really positive thing. Well, safe journey on the
2: bike. Make sure you keep the liker on for the post match uh, chat. <laughs> no, he's and,
4: and, <laughs> okay. and we'll catch it. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be. I'll, I'll be spending every day, of that. And I, I must give a shout-out to, I know, a friend of your shows as well, Gary Lewis, the former Arsenal in England oh, physio. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was struggling with it yesterday, but a, a quick... Visit to old magic hands who threw me around the room like Nick McManus, I'm right, that's right. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. all Thanks the best. One the older viewers there. Yeah, why <laughs>
2: Take, Take care. Jeff. Jeff Shreve's there, uh, riding uh, on yeah. his bike to uh, the game at the does, weekend.
3: We mentioned of Robbins there. He does such a fantastic job in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot, of fortune,
2: one of many charities that have been disrupted have a lot of big evenings where they yeah, make yeah. lots of money and not able to do that at the moment. Let's hope that starts to return to normal next year.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
2: Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport Clips of the week to come, but that music, of course, signals the arrival of Martin Kellner, squad number nine, with a week of sport on TV. And he's here, in the yes, flesh, absolutely. ahead of his overnight show you'll be doing here in the studio. Indeed, guess. it's an
5: absolute delight to be with you. Yeah. I was watching uh, a thing this morning on uh, BT Sport called mm. uh, ESPN FC, oh, yeah. uh, which you'll be familiar with a lot I've of people. Yeah. So a uh, lot of initials. And, yeah, a lot of initials, <laughs> isn't it? Um Don Hutchinson and Stevie Nichols. Obviously, discussing what's happened in uh, Europe this week. Mm. Uh, And it was one of those programs where still everybody, you know, because in Connecticut, everybody was on uh, Zoom or Skype, that sort of thing. So uh, we could play that game of uh, judging the backgrounds. Mm. Now, Sid Lowe was on, Sid Lowe from Spain, of course. Yeah. yeah. But a voluminous bookshelf, unbelievable bookshelf. Mm -hmm. And I I barely had time to sort of scrutinize all his books. I never heard a word he was saying. They were scrutinising <laughs> all the books on the shelves because he had a fantastic collection of books about Spain yeah. and um, do, yeah. books about sport. Yeah. And I was trying to see if my book was I mean, me, Yeah, I'm not interested, the ego to be honest. The I, yeah, precisely, <laughs> precisely. So I'm trying to judge if my book was on there. Sadly, I couldn't find it, so oh, I'm going to have to... Send him a copy. Yeah, well, I, well I'm basically, no, because I don't get any money these days. So oh, OK, fair. History, I've it's had the advance. A waste of postage. A, a total waste of postage. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I was fascinated, on Don Hutchinson's shelf, yeah. he has all his international caps. I don't know whether they're all there. I think he got 28 caps of Scotland, but yeah. there's certainly a whole pile of international caps on his shelf, which I thought... Do you think he wears
3: a different one every day?
5: Possibly. Possibly. i, I the just translated the paper sit shop. down
3: and cheer. It's called siéntate y Anima, my, 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 maybe maybe he's got go the Spanish a language version. Possibly. you didn't I didn't recognize it. I, I could could like be. the idea of Don
2: going up the post office though, in the kind of <laughs> well, Slovenia one from uh, 1989
5: or something, or 1999. Yeah, I do like the idea that you know the same sort of muscular, unashamed, direct style he had as a as a West Ham legend yeah. in the midfield and Everton as well. The same unabashed style he keeps it even when he's on the TV. Not everybody <laughs> would have the. Um, cojones to have all their. Uh, caps just
2: piled up on top of up, each other.
5: On top of each other. we well, on top of each other. Like that. <laughs> a very, big very, stack impressed. of them. Um, the only thing, and of course they were uh, discussing the fantastic victory in Zagreb um, last yeah. night. Yeah. And um, Don's view was that when you come with that, um, when you start on that conversation about a possible, potential 100 million pound players, as in Erling Haaland, Jude Bellingham. He says you've got to include uh, Declan Rice in that £100 million uh, conversation. Absolutely, totally right. But I did take uh, to task what he said. There's nothing to stop... Declan playing for one of the very top teams in the world. Wow, he's already captain of West Ham. What you know? What? Yeah. What? Are you, 7, 1, you, 7. Do, you know he's going next summer. You know, no, of course he. you do. Of course Absolutely. you do. Probably both City, so, but yeah.
3: both City United, Chelsea, Chelsea want him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I enjoyed no that. Anyway, the, yeah.
5: another program I watched. This is on um, uh, th- this week. On Netflix, was, you know, we're all tennis fans now, aren't we, Andy? Yes. We're all huge. Even me. Yes, we're all huge tennis fans. Uh, it was the. I mean, this was a sort of indication. <laughs> the program's called Untold. It's a series on Netflix. Uh, this was called Breaking Point, and it was about Mardy Fish, the mm. uh, American tennis player, who oh, sort of came. I up I saw a,
3: your note. I thought it was about a case of food poisoning. Mardy Fish. Yes, does sound like it could
5: be case of food poisoning. Excellent. It's a shame he's not playing anymore. I'm not a fan. Was... I thought
3: Mardy
2: Fish was a case of food, but that You can open that one. No? Fantastic. Uh, that's a he's classic. Doing, doing his
5: yeah. yeah, so anyway, Marty Fish, who was, that's his, that's his name. Coming up a um, to Harris, uh,
2: will yeah. But <laughs> it, it
5: just, it was basically a programme about, um, about mental health. Don't want to bring it down in any oh, way. Sorry, We've <laughs> completely <laughs> so,
2: misjudged this so, part yeah. of the conversation. So the, yeah, the, really the, the
5: reason right. it's called Breaking Point mm. is that uh, he got to the, in the 2012 US Open, he got to the fourth round of that and he was due to play... It um, was used by Roger Federer, mm. and he had a total breakdown in the back, wow. especially in the back of the cab going to, uh, you know, going going to Flushing Meadows, and he had a complete breakdown, and for a couple of years, never played tennis, and uh, couldn't get out of bed. God, you know, it was, wow. it, it was an mm. amazing story. It's mm. almost the same as uh, Brian Wilson. You probably you have know, the big oh, yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need to explain to you that Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys <laughs> really? yeah. Of the, <laughs> the, the Beach? Who are the Beach Boys? Rugby <laughs> league player, Brian Wilson. He doesn't like But it was interesting because, yeah. they, you know, it was so intense. It starts off with uh, him as a youngster. So this is uh, Mardy Fish at some sort of training camp. Mm. And these kids, they're like sort of eight-year-old kids... No whining. This is the instructions they're given. No whining. No complaining. You're at the point now, there's no escape route. So you're saying oh, to wow. kids, Doesn't that's it, right. no escape route, yeah. which, you know, when, he, when these problems sort of piled up on him later in his life, you can imagine mm. uh, how influential that was. So it's how- very different now. You know, you well, saw
3: with Naomi Osaka, you know that uh, Radekhan is going to get good advice and good health. Yeah. The other
2: know. thing though, when we spoke to Sean Ingle, we spoke to Sean Ingle the other day from the garden. And he wrote a piece about the fact that she, you know, she wasn't hothoused and she hasn't been Emma Raducanu. Mm. She likes motorsports, she tried lots of different yeah, sports yeah. and things and she did like ballet and tap and she, she wasn't made, she wasn't in that tennis hothouse situation and nor was Federer, so yeah. there's a lot to be said for them kind of finding way, their way to the sport that they excel at.
5: Yeah, I think that's the conventional mm-hmm. wisdom there, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. this this sort of underlines that as well. What it was is, is the U.S. Tennis Association <laughs> after the McEnroe Connors era, where you know America sort of ruled the world, and certainly you know were competing right at the top of the men's singles Grand mm. After that, there was a sort of fall off in American tennis, and American tennis has got, got a very barren era. Uh, and they identified and hothoused Andy Roddick, who was the the American number one, and Marty Fish, who eventually sort of overtook him. But so much so that uh, they lived together. This is as kids, sort of. they took Marty Fish away from his parents and he lived with Andy Roddick's parents for a while. You know, they all get on very well now. There was no, you know, but it sort of intensified the rivalry between the two players. Hmm. And uh, of course, it's a totally unnatural way to uh, wow. to live.
3: Uh, it sounds it sounds very interesting. interesting. It is interesting.
5: Yeah. It's, oh, it, yeah, I presume there's others of them because it, it's called untold. And it's on Netflix. It's uh, that's on Netflix. It's there. And are they like full length, yeah. Are
3: they
2: sort of half hours, hours? Are they full uh, length. About filmed? an hour long, I think.
5: Okay. they've got yeah, it was about an hour long. And I think there are some others. Um, because it's called Breaking Point, Mm. it will be about athletes who reach that sort of point and will return. Oh, it sounds very interesting. It it, it it is interesting.
2: Um, You watched part two of the BBC documentary Fever Pitch about the birth of the Premier League.
5: Indeed. I mean, it's quite fun, but it's not... Actually, I thought, because it's being done in conjunction with the Open University, Mm. I thought it would actually tell you something about... A bit more
2: scholarly, did you? Yeah, I Mm. did.
5: I mean, it's always fun to watch. Good to see uh, David Mellor again in one of the clips, you know. I always remember him with his Red Hot Soccer Chat, yes, all those, all those <laughs> yes, years yes. ago, yeah. No idea what he's doing nowadays, but he didn't mm. figure in the cabinet reshuffle this week, but um, yeah, so that,
2: that would have been out of left field, yeah, it, it would been, indeed. Right but I,
5: like I wondered that they had an interview on it with uh, Richard Shaw, mm. who was the guy yeah. with whom um, uh, Cantona, Tangled yeah, the old that, palace defender. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, in that palace match, and he was uh, describing what happened between him and um, Cantona before the famous incident, and he said it was handbags at fifty paces. Mm. I don't know why it's almost fifty paces, but it is. <laughs> he says it was handbags, and I just wondered there was no warning at the start of this documentary that there might it might include terms that are not in current use these days. Right, but uh, you know, I try and keep up with all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wondered Did... whether handbags were still allowed.
2: Yeah, well, no, they, they don't like just... they don't like it used in certain context, isn't no, no, But yeah. I mean, it's, you've got to watch that and view it. Yeah. It's of the time. Um, the, the Premier League have always been really reticent to release that clip. Whenever they talk yeah, about yeah. the Cantona moment, you see a still of it. You see, you don't see the clip. So no. I've not watched this second part yet. No, so did still, they show you the clip? No. still. still like, I mean, no. you think, look, it was okay, it didn't show the Premier League. We all Premier know what league. happened. Yeah, we all, we all, all it, know what happened. We could we have not. a flick book of various stills. There's that many stills taken of it. But, it kind of seems odd that in, a, no. in the definitive documentary about that moment, they don't show the yeah, clip again. Like, it's good. going to encourage we don't another vote, player it, it to do it.
3: happened to, do we, much, really? I mean, he was quite well, notorious no. at the time. No, he's a bit of
5: a character.
3: Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> leave that there. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
2: Uh, you come up with some TV formats <laughs> for uh, Ed, Edwin Wrist, including Broken Wrist. We follow Edwin as he competes in three Ironman triathlons in one day, says Leighton in West. Oh, well, that's good. It's not a bad one. Wrist or Reward, a game show where a contestant gets through to the final round. If they win, they get a lovely reward. Yeah, not sure about that, Rob. <laughs> I'm not sure what the commissioning editors might say, but if it was Ant and Dex wrist and reward, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, buy six, we'll buy six off you. <laughs> um, so thanks for all of those this afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast
1: from Talk Sport. Oh!
2: Yes, uh, Strictly returns this weekend. It's probably the big non-sporting TV event of the weekend. Mm. If you're a fan, I'm sure you're aware of that anyway. Oh, yes. He had to talk about that and a whole lot more besides. It's our old friend, star TV columnist, Brighton and Hove Albion supporter, Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good guys. So, Brighton, so far, should we kick off a bit of football yeah. this game, Well, do we, like, do we like Graham Potter's beard? we think it's made it's, all the difference?
6: I think it's made all the difference. Do, yeah. do not ever shave, Graham. He can't, it's, can he? No, he yeah. can't do that because, well, we all know the story, so don't do that.
3: Some yeah. lovely photos from you on your holidays. Thank so, you. You, yes, do, do you, like filter, though, you do like a filter, though, <laughs> don't you? I do like
6: a filter. Well, I figure, I figure with a filter, let's just go crazy because everybody messes with filters. I just yeah. make it really, really obviously mad. Do you hashtag
2: uh, them filter? Hashtag filter, yeah. the thing <laughs> you really boast about.
6: Is it? I think I put flirter mm. by mistake. So that's kind of attracted all the wrong kind of people. But they... well,
2: that, well, that's it. only a, that could sound very wrong in the hands of Mark Lawrence, couldn't it? <laughs> um, so um, celebrity master chef yes. in the final. Should we guess that that's the yeah. scene? Well, thing?
6: yeah, because you say uh, mm. Dion Dublin went home last night. It was yeah. you know great, mm. great losses. They all do. I, I, I'm beginning to get very suspicious about how good the, mm. these people get very, very quickly. There's a lot of coaching that goes on between rounds. Because they start off, and they, you know, they just serve up slop. Yeah. But then, you know, within five days, they're creating sort of mini, sort of Michelin-starred masterpieces. And you think, what's happened in between? Because I wasn't aware there was a lot of, you know, backstage coaching. Anyway, there you go. Uh, so you've got uh, Megan Watson, you've got Joe Swash, and you've got Katina Cox. And they're all they're all looking brilliant. Uh, I've no idea who wins because I don't like to spoil it for myself.
5: Go swash.
2: He always sort of steps up. He does these things. And, yeah. You know, they may probably book him because I think he'll be a bit of a
6: laugh. But yes.
2: he tends to do well in these celebrity does. shows, doesn't
6: he? He does. I've, I've really warmed to him in this. He does turn up mm. on an awful lot of stuff, but he's he's, he's brilliantly self deprecating. He. he, he... He pitches it just right. He's competitive but he also has a laugh and he yeah. doesn't mind sort of poking fun at some of the others as well.
2: For fans of the mm. Old Grey Whistle Test, listeners of a certain age, oh, uh, yeah. the, the music show from back in the 70s and 80s, yeah. there's a, a special night on BBC4.
6: Special night yeah, the Old Grey Whistle Test story at 9 o'clock BBC4, which is only 40 minutes long seems a bit oh. disappointing, I thought mm. they could have done a bit longer than that um, looking back at the whole history of the show which ran throughout most of the 70s and the 80s mm. uh, on BBC2, the sort of grown up alternative to Top of the positive everybody mm. had, everybody in my head, but I think Old Grey Whistle Test, everybody Everybody looked like you know a ZZ Top yeah. or the Grateful Dead. <laughs> a lot of beards, yeah. you know. Although they did have the punk stuff coming on, obviously mm. later on. Um, and then I after love that, Bob Harris too. Bob Harris, he's whispering Bob Harris. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, after that. They're the re- rerunning the thing they did in 2018, which was the three-hour uh, special uh, to mark the 30th anniversary of the very last show. Mm. Um, and he hosts that, and you've got people on that like Danny Baker and Chris Difford. Ian Anderson from Jethro Toll. Um, Jeff O'Tonnell, that's another, yeah. that's a, really, a whistle test kind of thing. And then, of course, they, they dropped the old grey towards the end, didn't they? They did
2: just call it whistle test. Yes. Yeah. But that was strange. So being. that's BBC4. Um, um, eight o'clock, channel five. The Cotswolds were Pam Eyers. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that,
6: what? Yeah. What did you yeah. like? Have you read my little thing that I've written underneath my yeah, notes? Yeah, would you want here? to perform it as the, Pam the veteran poet's brand new show? I think I might give this a go. Will I be glad? Will I be sorry? I wish he didn't clash with Corey. That's oh, very yes. good
2: in the style yes, of pan. That's very yeah. nice. Couldn't do the accent, but apart from that. Yeah, well, it's not difficult. We'll put you back into it. it.
6: So <laughs>
2: that's eight o'clock, Channel 5. Tomorrow night, quarter of eight, as we said, strictly. Uh, is there, there's some sporting interest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Adam, Adam Peaty, fifth favourite. Hugo Monya's in there. Yeah,
6: yeah, quite a lot of uh, 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 um, Tom Fletcher from McFly. That's not technically sporting, no. but I'm sure he's a sporting chap. Uh, Robert Webb of course is uh, a good didn't he do um, what's that um, comic relief thing didn't he do well on that a few years ago oh, these I track, These things. he'll take it Television more, after Bill it Bailey one.
3: he will take it seriously definitely
6: after yes. Bill Bailey it'll
3: be Christopher Martin
2: Jenkins
6: yeah, so yeah that, this, is the, this is not the first competitive round this is where we get to see them paired up with their professional partners It's um, Tom Fletcher's
2: the favourite, yeah. From Tom Fletcher's
6: the favourite last time I checked. I mean, they sort of you know hop around a bit. Obviously, I mean, obviously that's what they do on the programme. But I mean, in terms of the position in the betting,
3: well, there we are, strictly uh, seven forty-five. Great if Tilly Ramsey starts swearing if she (laughs) the judges if she gets
2: (laughs) voted out.
6: That would be great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Paul, Re- Sorry, Paul, Paul Ramsey Paul O'Grady's Saturday <laughs> Night Lineup another uh, the big sort of variety show this
6: yeah it? this started um, last week and it's a sort of it's a strange thing because basically it's a, a very old fashioned idea which is that thing where you a, a group of people are asked to get together and between themselves decide which of them might be I don't know the cleverest or the fastest runner or whatever <sighs> but these are all based on what members of the public have said about the various competitors uh, various guests competing so in other words this week David Hay, Aston Merrygold, Johnny Vegas and Imola Holden Must between them decide which, what the members' public thought. Explain this really badly. Do you care?
3: I think I think Hale beat Holden.
6: You, know, you have to stand in the line uh, to sort of and decide between themselves what how they think the members of the <laughs> public vote. So, oh god! Yeah. You didn't it's...
2: write the format, did you? No. I'm surprised I you can got imagine it away. Me
6: p- Pitching this, <laughs> I can just imagine people just looking at their watches and staring out the window. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's pretty pretty average. But yeah. Paul O'Grady's g- a good, you know, he's good at just giving people to chat. Mm. So it's just a chat show with something to sort of stitch it together for no great reason. So um, that's
2: Saturday 9:35 ITV. Um, Mortimer and House gone for continues. Loving it. I just yes. love it. Yes. I, yes. Love just it I just put it in there because I just I just
6: love it. It's mm. one of those programmes that you just don't want each episode to end. Most mm. programmes kind of outstay their welcome, such as Britain's Favourite Sandwich, which is also on Sunday well, and is going to be we'll 90 to minutes in long. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. uh, but this one, yeah, they're in Norfolk this week, searching for uh, Amber yeah. Rudd. Oh, last week in the Lake District. Searching so... for Amber so... Rudd. Yeah, the former <laughs> yeah, of Secretary of course. State. For... It says searching for Rudd. Yes, so. of yeah, course. Did I do a joke like that about two years ago about a different politician saying we recycling
2: all the time oh, I right. right. just thought
6: I would remember so, so that's really 8
2: o'clock BBC <laughs> 2 it's been a very good series so we do it recommend has. that and yeah. as you say 6.30 channel yeah. 5 yeah I mean Britain's favourite sandwich. Yeah. Um, with uh, with um, Toya. Yeah. Um, um,
3: I hope her, <laughs> her favourite isn't smoked salmon. Oh, that's
6: wrong. Andy, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, for goodness' sake.
3: Um, yes. Um,
2: so we. I'm got... not
6: telling you. I'm not. It's, I'm not telling you the the winner. By the way. No. Because no, right. that gonna... would imply that I actually bothered to sit through 19 minutes of which I haven't. That's I have the... dipped in.
2: That's the last thing you want to do. But I do do wonder if um, John Logie Baird, is this what he had in mind? Yes. Do you know, when he was, uh, or if he's a bit like, if he ever came back, which is unlikely, he invented a time machine. (laughs) It'd be like Charlton Heston, wouldn't it, at the end of Planet of the Apes saying, you finally did it, you maniacs. You made Britain's favourite
6: sandwich with Toyer
2: and uh, Pat Sharp and uh, Natalie Anderson off of Emmerdale. How
6: long is it on for? Is it like two hours? Uh, It's 90 minutes. Oh, wow. It is 90 minutes. Is it just um, they, they go just into cut stoppage from time?
2: celebrities? Like, is it toy just saying cheese and tomato? Pretty or... much, yeah,
6: yeah. There's <laughs> other people; they, those aren't. there. It, but it's pretty much, and yeah, that's oh, the listen. first. Her first appearance, mm. she pops up. Um, as I, said, I don't know how many times she pops up because once yeah. was enough for all these people just to get a feel for it. Um, yeah, she just says, "Yeah." I mean, it's... a bit
3: of history of the sandwich mm. might history be quite a sandwich. Yeah. yeah, ten minutes. Maybe. Are you
2: interested in the history of the well, sandwich? I'm a big yeah.
3: mate of the Earl Sandwich myself. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're going to be you're going to be watching this? <laughs> no. They cut to Pat Sharp and he
3: says I'd say, fish safely, paste. Safely not, especially if Chelsea have lost to Spurs. I won't console myself. <laughs> with am
2: not Britton's favourite sandwich. Yeah. I'll be what is? What, what
6: would it be, though? I mean, I don't know the answer. What would it be? Well, Britton's favourite yeah. sandwich? Yeah. I don't
2: know. I mean, I just... It's I mean, got to be cheese, pi- cheese and pickle, now, and but, pickle isn't it?
5: I I sorry, if I, yeah, sorry,
6: yeah, sorry. Cheese yeah. and
5: pickle? Oh, it could
6: be. Oh, eight, seven. No, don't bother. Somebody's going to go crisp, aren't they? Somebody's going to go crisp sandwich just to be difficult.
2: Yeah, somebody will do that, yeah. So, uh, just finally, Mike, uh, next week, a yes. uh, couple of things are happening. Uh, oh, you're yeah. very excited by the return of uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks to Sky and, yeah. indeed, the Great British Bake Off. <laughs>
6: they sent me a T-shirt uh, just arrived in the post uh, a couple of hours ago and I opened it up and thought, that's the most optimistically yeah. sized T-shirt I've ever been <laughs> And they yeah. said, I think they want me to put it on and pose for it on Twitter or something, there's absolutely no way on earth I'd even get it on and alone pose for it. So, but, uh, you know, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so Nevermind the Buzzcocks is back and it's on Skymax and it's Greg Davis mm. who suddenly... Ever everywhere, um, presenting it, which is great. Noel Fielding's on it, and on Bake Off, of course, which is about that same night. Do you like his uh,
3: new one, the cleaner? I thought it was rather good. It's right, yeah.
6: Actually, I'm sort of warming to it. I wasn't entirely sure at first, and I I don't know how long, whether it might run out of steam towards the end, but uh, yeah, I love Greg Davies. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
6: There we are. That was this afternoon's
2: show. We'll do it all again on Monday, reflecting on the weekend's football, the phony war between me and Andy, of course. It'll be nice to me, because Chelsea will almost certainly win.
4: And um, and so we'll be doing all
2: that uh, on Monday. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available at around 4.30. Have a good weekend.
1: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...